welcome back to the More Than Able podcast. Yes, welcome back. Episode five. I always want to say what's going on, but there's nobody that responds. <laughs> there's nobody going to say. Uh, <laughs> or yeah, or it's how's, been a great day. how's everybody doing? And nothing. <laughs> it seems like a silly way to start a podcast. So I thought I'll just say hi this time to everybody. Everybody can say hi to them. Hi back in their vehicle or wherever you all listen at. Um, but you know, we uh, we ended our last episode on a lot of teasers about the good that God has done this last year and a half. We had some heavy episodes with episode three and four talking about my affairs and the damage and what that looked like and so if you haven't listened uh, i would definitely suggest going back start from the beginning go to episode one there's a just kind of a get to know us and who we are and what god has done in our lives but then three and four we really get into the nitty-gritty about everything that's gone on in our marriage with our with my affairs and um, addiction and those type of situations but we really wanted this episode to be all about what god has done in the last year and a half yeah and the healing that he's done in me and the healing that he's done in, in heather and then the the restoration in our marriage and that's not to say that there wasn't healing and restoration throughout the last nine years but there was a huge leap yeah in the last year and a half well and i would say you know we we went through nine years pretty fast we went through that in two episodes yeah and there was a whole lot of details that probably were not talked about but i think that's stuff that we'll hit on here and there in future episodes you know just as we talk about different topics you know i didn't want to spend you know six episodes (laughs) i would say 10 episodes talking about you know just us for a year (laughs) <laughs> I, I would love to get into some more, you know, topical conversation where, you know, we can tie in our own story yeah, with that. For sure. But, you know, I don't want to just talk about us all the time. No, <laughs> but I think it's good to have the foundation laid about Absolutely. who we are, how we met, because that's a lot of the first episode, and then the third and fourth, just so people understand what we've walked through. Right. And so if, if they've got who we are the nitty-gritty the crap we've walked through and now we can talk about this huge restoration that god has brought us through in the last year and a half going forward like you said there's going to be lots of stories that we'll be able to share and hit on certain subjects uh, that are pertaining to whatever that episode may be about but so in april of last year i went to a men's retreat which they do a men's and a women's retreat called trace diaz and it's obviously it's three days and it's a very I would say intensive or extreme retreat where you are solely focused on God and your relationship with God, what that looks like, what he means to you, what he's done for you in your life, what he did for us on the cross. I mean, it's very, there's not a lot of downtime um, and you don't have to do pretty much anything. If you want to drink, there's other people that are there volunteering. They'll get you a drink. They'll get they bring you your food. That sounded like drinking alcohol. Oh, well, Let's be clear. That is not the not kind, that of kind of retreat. They'll <laughs> get you, you a drink. coffee or a Coke or a tea <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but they, they'll bring you your lunch. They bring you snacks and just all sorts of stuff throughout the day. They don't want you to have to worry about anything 
other than focusing on God. And I was very, very hesitant about going. And because I didn't know a lot about it, I didn't know what the weekend was going to look like. I knew some guys that were going to be there, and I know a lot of people that had been through, but I was just very reserved about going. And so I left work on a Thursday and drove over there. So I got there Thursday, was there through Sunday, and I dealt with, I know I may have touched on this in the last two episodes, but I dealt with a lot of shame and regret and uh, self-hatred, feeling like I wasn't deserving of anything, that um, I had a payment that I had to pay, and that's not at all what God has for us. That's not what he wants for us. He's already paid the price. And so through my weekend at Trace Diaz, it was very, like I said, it was a very intensive weekend. But coming out of there, I felt completely released of all the weight that I had been carrying. And I think I, when even when I come home, I told you, you know, I'm not the same person I was when I left here on Thursday. Yeah. Um, I think I, I remember you telling me you felt lighter. Yeah, completely lighter. Um I think I told you that I wasn't going to be carrying any of my past. I took responsibility for it. I made those decisions, but I was no longer going to be walking in that and living through that, Yeah. which I know for you, that was probably really hard to hear because, mm-hmm. of course, I had just spent four days pretty much 24-7 diving into God, and yeah. you were still home living life. Yeah, well, and I remember when you came home, you know, you went to Trace Diaz and I was not, I was not in a great place, you know, that was right around the time where, uh, I, which we talked about that on our last episode where I I felt like I was at my rock bottom mm-hmm. and um, that was right around the time that you, you went to Trace Diaz and uh, everybody tried to get me to go uh, yeah, the next weekend because the the way they set it up is they do the men's weekend and then the following weekend they do the women's weekend and they really like for husbands and wives to go back to back and so everybody really tried to get me to go the next weekend uh it was my son's birthday weekend and mm-hmm. i just yeah, i didn't want to go yeah and uh, the i mean i really didn't want to not be here for my son's birthday but i think that also was a great excuse because i just didn't want to go yeah you like i said you weren't in a good spot no and, and so so that meant when you came home and you were on this Jesus high. Yes. Exactly. And I I remember standing in the dining room and you were telling me all of these things and how amazing it was and how you let all this stuff go. And I like I felt like I was shrinking as I was standing there, like I was getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. And I remember just feeling the tears well up inside me. And I think I. I think I said something to you about like, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. And I just went to the bedroom and I was crying. And I remember you coming in there and, um, you know, us talking and me just telling you like, I'm like, I'm not there yet. Like, that's great that you had this awesome experience, but like, I'm not there. And I feel like I'm just being left behind. I feel like you're going off on this amazing journey with God and you're just leaving me behind and I have no way to, to catch up to you. Yeah, I remember you telling me you felt like you were like trying to grasp at the rope or the shirt, my shirt tail, trying to hold on to me as you felt like I was taking off. Mm -hmm. And I think like in that moment, like looking back on it, like I already felt super down. I felt completely alone and I felt even more so alone 
at that point because I felt like you had went and you had this amazing experience. And I think there was a bit of fear. Like you were, you were going to realize that you didn't need me anymore, that you, uh, you didn't need my junk Mm -hmm. and all the things that I was struggling with and that you were just going to leave me. I felt, you know, like you were spiritually leaving me, but I felt like you might actually physically leave me, you know, after realizing that, you know, you didn't need you didn't need all my junk, yeah. and I was really really struggling whenever you came home. What was the timeline like when we had that conversation when you were going through counseling and you asked me what if you never get better and I said I don't know. Was it, that before it wasn't? Or after? I think it was before. Before I went, you went. Okay, I couldn't remember, but if not that was, long before. But yeah, I was gonna say because we were both in a really really bad spot, and <clears throat> obviously, it, I think we were both like we can't do this anymore. Yeah. Like, like I remember having many conversations with uh, pastors at the church and guys at the church. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't. Mm -hmm. And so coming home and like you said, being on that Jesus high and for you, like you said, nothing had changed for you, but that made it really hard on you. But anyway, so it was, it was weird because I was, I was in this great spot but nothing had changed between us and i remember trying to get you to go to that weekend but i wasn't going to push because i knew that bub's week birthday was that weekend and so you said that you would go in the fall and i think i left it alone at that point when you mm-hmm. told me that you said i can't go now but i promise you i'll go in the fall yeah and so i think within i think it was right around a month had gone by or so and um i had heard god tell me to join the worship team which if you don't know me i'm not a singer i've never been a singer i've never been part of a choir or any of those things not even in high school and i was just like what and he told me he said join the worship team and i had been part of they did a choir at the church But I can't remember, was it Christmas that they had done that? No, it was Easter. It was Easter. Mm -hmm. It was Easter that that same year. Yes, Mm -hmm. you're right, it was. It was not too long before all of this. Yeah, and I remember you having a hard time with that as well. Yeah. Because me and Eden were part of it and you Mm -hmm. weren't. Yeah, I had, I really struggled with that that year. Um, I always wanted to be on the worship team you know I was whenever I was younger I was on the worship team at church I would sing uh we would have like special singings you know on occasion there and I would sing um during those I was in the Arkansas Children's Choir you know I that's I love to sing and um but as an adult I've struggled so hard uh with anxiety and just feeling completely terrified to do it and so I've I've never felt like I could join the worship team for that reason. And, um, but for Easter that year, so that was last year, mm-hmm, yeah. um, 2022. So you and Eden were asked to be a part of the Easter choir and I was not asked to do that. And my feelings were super hurt, which yeah. again, I was in such a dark place at that point anyways. And then that felt like I just got left out. Like, I felt like people knew that I liked to sing and they just intentionally left me out, which was not the case at all. I don't know that anybody actually even knew that I enjoyed singing. But in my mind, I thought they did and that they just chose to leave me out. And they chose to pick you, 
when again, you don't sing. sing. Yeah. But I think, you know, what it boiled down to was um, your presence. Like people know you and like seeing a strong man up on stage worshiping God, like that's an, an image that um, like that encourages other people to do the same. Yeah. You know, other men that may be feeling like they're too manly to, yeah. you know, raise their hands and worship God. I think that was um, part of the reason why they wanted you up there. Yeah. And, you know, but I couldn't see that in, in that moment. All I saw was uh, just betrayal. Like I felt like I was being betrayed or yeah. something. But so I, I had messaged, um, I think it was Pastor Phil and um, Chris and maybe it was just those two. But so at the time when they did, um, when people wanted to join, of course they did auditions, but they did it in person at the church. And so it was on a Wednesday night because I remember taking the kids up there for youth and they had a uh, one of the offices set up where they were going to do it. <clears throat> and going in there, walking up to the door, I was like, Terry, turn around. You can't sing. What are you doing? Terry, turn around. Like telling myself over and over again, don't do this. Don't do this. What are you doing? You you can't sing. Why are you doing this? But I knew that I had heard God tell me to do it. And so, of course, I walked in and nervous as all get out. And again, just sitting there telling myself, you can't sing. They're not going to put you on the worship team. And... Lo and behold, I made the worship team, and I was completely floored. And I think it—I think it took a few days. I think it was either the end of the week. No, I think I was supposed to hear it by the end of the week, and it was the first of the week before I heard anything. And I thought, well, maybe they're just trying to be nice, and they're not <laughs> going to say anything, and hope I don't reach out to them. But I knew, like I said, I knew what I had heard, and of course, then they said that they would love to have me on the team, and I was just floored. And I don't remember which when I told you that I was auditioning for the worship team, that was a whole nother mm-hmm. like nasty situation, which I don't remember exactly what we were arguing about. Yeah, something. we were already arguing. And I I think the way in which you told me probably wasn't the no, best. It wasn't because we, <laughs> we were arguing about something and it was it, you told me in a manner of like, well, you know what? <laughs> I yeah. did this. I was like, well, <laughs> since we're airing all of our laundry out here, pretty much. I was like, since we're being open and honest. I auditioned for the worship team and I made it, which, yeah, not, not a great time, not great timing on my part. Yeah. Well, and it felt like for me, like, again, I was in this horrible place and feeling like he was leaving me spiritually. And then he comes at me with, oh yeah, I did this. And knowing that that's been something that I've always wanted to do, but I felt like I couldn't. And immediately I was like, why did you do that? What are you doing to me? Like, why are you trying to hurt me? I think I actually said that. I said, why are you trying to hurt me? And I felt like, uh, he was trying to take that from me. Like I felt like because he joined the worship team that even if I felt like I could join now, I can't because you're on it and people are going to look at me like you're only doing it because your husband's doing it. And like, I had all these thoughts and I, I was truly hurt by it. Like I actually thought that you were doing it specifically to hurt me. Yeah, and and it, and it wasn't. It was obviously it was bad timing on my part. And I remember having the reservation. That was also part of my reservation about auditioning because I knew how much you loved singing, how much you wanted to be part of that. And because of your anxiety, you were never able to step up and do that. 
But so I made it. And then I got scheduled for Father's Day weekend. Mm -hmm. And they even, not only was I scheduled to do worship, but they also did like the little special where they had me and two other guys sing Like a Rock because their Father's Day weekend theme was Like a Rock. And again, so I'm like, great. Not only am I joining the worship team and doing something I've never done before, but now they want me to be part of this special. Mm-hmm. And I know you had <clears throat> all sorts of thoughts coming yeah. up to Father's Day with me being part of the worship team. Yeah. Well, and I think it was a little while after you made the team before you found out when you were yeah. you know, singing yeah. for the yeah. first time. And so I was just trying to process all of this hurt that I was feeling. And I couldn't understand. He, he told me that, you know, God told me to join the worship team. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, he's just making that up. Like he's just trying to make it sound good so that he can cover up the fact that he just intentionally was trying to hurt me. Cause that's, that's what it felt like. And you know, it felt like, um, like, yeah, it just, yeah, it felt like you were trying to yeah. hurt me. And, but you telling me that, you know, God told you to join the worship team. My thought was why, like, why would he tell you to join the worship team? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it logically made no sense to me. I I was like, you don't sing. You don't like to sing. Like, I don't ever hear you singing. Like, you don't walk around the house humming songs and singing and singing in the car. Like, none of that. I'm like, this makes zero sense to me. Like, I could not wrap my head around it. Well, and in hindsight, it makes zero sense because what makes sense to us is not the way God works. Yeah. And so then he found out that his first Sunday was going to be on Father's Day. And my first reaction was great. Father's Day is going to be ruined because I'm going to be really mad because he's going to be up there on the worship team. I can't do it. And it's like the whole day is just going to be crap, which is going to suck. Yeah. Like this, like, I don't know if there's anybody that's going to be listening to this that has only known me now that didn't know me then because they're probably thinking, wow, that sounds like a really miserable person. (laughs) But I was kind of a miserable person back then. And, you know, I was just, I was really worried that the whole day was just going to be completely ruined. And um, so, so Father's Day comes around and... uh, I'm nervous as I'll get out. Yeah, and I, I mean, I woke up that day not really... Like, I wasn't too worried about it. I was like, it's whatever. Like, I think I had just kind of come to terms with it. And I was like, you know, it, it's just whatever. And so, you know, we went to church and uh, they, I, he was on stage and he, you know, when he walked out, I didn't have any kind of feelings like, oh my gosh, I hate his guts. Look <laughs> at him up there. You know, it, it wasn't, I just felt kind of indifferent about it. And which I was okay with. I was like, okay. He's on stage. I'm looking at him and I don't feel like I want to punch him. Like this is maybe not going to ruin the whole day. I I think we said something about this was going to be a good episode. (laughs) It is. We're getting there. And so, uh, so y'all were singing and then, um, pastor Enrique, he comes up and he's coming up to do like the call for the prayer partners. And, but he started talking about which he was he was talking towards like um like kids with their parents like and how we can like our parents can change over time and become better and um you know deepen their relationship with god but how we can 
in a way, pull them back into who they used to be because we can't let go of it. We can't let go of who they used to be. We can't see them for who uh, God's turned them into for what God's done in their life. And because we can't let go, we're holding them back. We're pulling them back into that. And uh, immediately I was like, oh my gosh, that's what I'm doing. Like it was like this light bulb went off in my head and I was like, this is what I've been doing. And I'm like, I'm, you know, he's talking to people about their parents, but I heard it in the sense of, you know, me and you. And so I was like, I have to go down to a prayer partner and like, I got to pray about this. Like I got to let it, I have to let it go. Like this has to be it. And so I went down and I, I locked eyes with Tina Bennett and I was like, that's who's supposed to pray for me. And so I made a beeline to her and she knew, you know, just the basics, I think of, of our past and our story. And I told her, I said, you know, what Pastor Enrique just said, like, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing. I feel like I'm continuing to pull Terry back into who he used to be instead of seeing him for you know all the things that God's done in him I said and I'm I don't want to do that anymore I said I just keep hearing the words let go I said I just want to let it go I just want to let it go and she's like okay and so she uh just hugged me and she prayed over me and she cried and I cried and I just kept feeling that those words in my spirit like let go let go let go and I went back to my seat and it was like I don't like if you've ever gotten new glasses and you know, like you put on new glasses and you're like, oh my gosh, I can see so much clearer now. <laughs> you how bad like, your old ones were. That's how, that's kind of how it was whenever I went back to my seat, whenever I looked at you on stage, like, um, and, and you guys were singing that song. I want to say it's the firm foundation song and it says he won't fail. Yeah. And, uh, you guys were just singing that part of the chorus over and over. It's just, he won't fail. He won't fail. And, um, which I wasn't even thinking about the significance of those words at the time. Like those were powerful words in and of itself, but I could hear your voice above everybody else's. And like, I had like this immense pride well up within me, like the kind of pride, like, you know, like your kid does something awesome and you're like, ha, that's my kid. That's my kid. Like that was the kind of pride that I felt like that's my husband up there. And I, but immediately I was like, what is that? Like, what am I feeling? Because I had been so angry about you joining the worship team that I was like, why would I be feeling this? That doesn't make any sense at all. And, um, but I, I was, I was feeling it. And so when you, you came and you sat down and I think I just leaned over and I told you I was proud of you, but it was very like nonchalant. It wasn't like, um, it almost felt forced and because I didn't want to say it like I like I was going against everything that I felt at the moment like I I didn't want to do it and um, but I kept feeling like I needed to tell you actually how I was feeling that I was actually really proud of you and that I you know went down for prayer and that Tina prayed for me and that I am letting it go that I'm choosing to like let all of this go and um so we come home that day and we were sitting on the couch and I remember I don't even remember how I started the conversation but I remember telling you um all of that that I just talked about you know how what Enrique said and how I went down for prayer and 
than how I could hear your voice above the rest when I got back to my yeah. seat. And, um, and I told him, you know, just how proud of him I was. And, and I fell apart. Yeah. Literally fell apart. And cause to, cause to me, it wasn't like significant in the way of like, I just felt, I was like, I just need to tell him this. I don't know why I need to tell him, but I need to tell him this because I'm feeling it. Well, and for me, it's like the last eight years at that point, nine years, however long it had been, never getting that from you, mm-hmm. never never hearing those words, and never feeling like I was ever going to be good enough for you to want to say those words to me. Mm-hmm. And so I believe 100% that God started the restoration in your heart that day. Yeah. Well, and... And looking back now, I can see it more, you know, you kind of have the big picture of you and I see that he, what he was starting then is like prepping me for when I went to Trace Dias in the fall. Yeah. Because had I gone to Trace Dias after you went, I don't think I would have gotten anything out of it. I would have been so closed off and, uh, I, I wouldn't have allowed God to move and, um, that's why I needed to go in the fall. And, you know, when that happened on Father's Day, I, f- I feel like that was like the start of him, like, softening my heart and preparing me for me to go to Trace Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, because then you went in October. October. Yeah. And so I feel beginning. like between the time, between Father's Day and when you went, God was just working on both of us, honestly. Yeah. There was lots of restoration between us and our marriage. Uh, there was a lot more conversations. There was a lot more time where we were praying together. And you just seemed happier. Like you didn't seem miserable. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem like the miserable person that you had been for so long. And you felt like it was just easier to be around you. Yeah. Well, and I, like just from, you know, uh, like my own perspective, like you know, nobody can feel what I feel on the inside. Like, you know, that's one of those things that when God does a work inside you, you know, nobody else can really see that. And it's, I feel like he did a miracle that day yeah. on Father's Day. Yeah. And to me, it was as significant of a miracle as if I would have been in a wheelchair and then I would have gotten up and walked yeah. like that is like a miracle that everybody can see. And that's like, Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But to me, like what he did for me that day was, um, was just like that. Like, f- but for me personally, cause nobody else could see that, but I Not felt it. Yeah. I felt it like I, which I knew that day that something was different. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize in that moment on Father's Day just how much he did, yeah. but I knew something was different. Well, and I know now, like if people were to look at us now compared to a year and a half ago or back to Father's Day last year, they can see it. They can see the change. They can see mm-hmm. the miracle that God has done, not just in you, but in me as well. And so the next several months, it just seems like things were getting easier and mm-hmm. better and we were having less arguments and less fights and less hard conversations about all of my affairs and all that crap. And then you got signed up to go in the fall. And I knew, I knew that before you left, I knew that if you would go and 
dive in a hundred percent that you were going to come back a, a different woman, a different woman. And the day that I seen you that Sunday night, when you come through the doors, like before you even got to me, I knew it. Like I could see it all over you. Yeah. And it was just like, there was this glow coming off of you. And the embrace that you gave me was. <laughs> he's fighting back tears. That's why he's quiet. <clears throat> yep. I hadn't felt that from you in a really long time. And, but I knew, like I knew that you were going to be different coming mm -hmm. home. And you were, you were a completely different woman. And I really feel like God healed your heart. Yeah. And I feel, I think you've mentioned this before. There's been so many years where it was just like, we were just taping ourselves together. Mm -hmm. We were just trying to hold it all together. Just put more duct tape on it. Just yeah. hold it in. Instead of when we got to the end of our rope and letting go and quit trying to hold all the brokenness together. God, I think you've even said that you felt like God gave you a new heart. Yeah. I think actually, because um, at the end of Trace Diaz, we all got a chance to just say a little something about our weekend. And I think that was one of the things that I had said that I felt like, um, you know, I came in with a heart that was just kind of taped and glued together. And I felt like, you know, God took that heart and gave me a new one that was whole. Yeah. And, you know, those months leading up to Trace Diaz, I could feel... Um, the difference in me it, and it was weird because I, I didn't understand it you know I felt less irritable and less angry all the time mm -hmm. like I was yeah. living I didn't even realize how much I was living day to day just like gritting my teeth like just angry yeah. and like everything would set me off like don't look at me the wrong way because I'm probably going to snap at you yeah. and you know snapping at my kids all the time and like nobody wanted to be around me like I was miserable and making everybody around me miserable and those few months between Father's Day and Trace Diaz you know um it was just different I just felt uh lighter and felt like uh I didn't have this dark heavy cloud like over me anymore yeah. and it's it's a really hard thing to describe if you've not experienced the two things like if you haven't experienced you know the darkness and then filling the light and it's not something like I didn't have to try to not be irritable I just wasn't irritable yeah and you know now there's times you know obviously women have hormones and there are times when you know I'm irritable but it's like for a day or a few hours well, and, it's, and I understand it and I know why it's there and I, say, and I can communicate, communicate it. it. Yeah. I would say you communicate it now where before I would just keep my distance. Yeah. And so, um, so leading up to Trace Diaz, I really feel like, you know, he was, um, preparing me for what he wanted to do in me that weekend. And so I went in and I didn't know what to expect. You know, Terry didn't, had not given me like details of what to expect or anything. And so I went in and I really was unsure about it. Um, really until Saturday and Saturday was the day that, you know, everything kind of changed for me. And, um, he just, 
it's it's hard like trace dias is one of those things like you can't describe it you just have to go and experience yeah, it everybody's experience is different and um like your experience is gonna be unique to you and yeah. like what you struggle with and, and what, what you're, you're yeah. what you're seeking after and where your current relationship with god is mm-hmm. and where you want it to be and um you know because God, like God's not going to go somewhere where he's not invited. And so you could totally go to Tristeus and not have an amazing experience because you're not allowing him yeah, to, exactly. to come in and work. Well, and I think during that time, you and the kids had started serving with me at the church. Uh, we started doing teardown also. Oh, yeah. And that was new because you, you I quit serving. Like I hadn't served anywhere in a good two years. Yeah. Like I just completely quit. And then so it wasn't just me it was all of us me mm-hmm. you and the kids and people started seeing the difference in you really quick and people would ask me terry heather is different i said yes yeah, she is yeah. she's completely different and that was those were some of the best things that i ever got to hear was when it wasn't just me seeing it was when other people within the church were like mm-hmm. heather's changed heather's changing i can see it heather is not the same person yeah Well, and I've had people come up to me and tell me that. And like, even though like I've experienced the change, like I know like where I was and like what God brought me out of, but that's me experiencing what I'm feeling on the inside. And I obviously am not viewing myself from the outside. So I just assumed like it was not going to be visible to anybody that it's just a feeling or something that people that are with me every single day could see but i i did i started having people come up to me and tell me you know like you're you're different like you seem more bubbly you seem more outgoing you seem happier and um i think that was like it kind of solidified the the change in me like it was like okay so this is real yeah like this isn't and i'll tell you like i was not convinced that it was a real change for months I was like, no, this is like, you know, when you're a kid and you go to church camp, you're on a Jesus high and then like you come home and it fades and you go back to doing all the things you were doing. Like there was no real change. And I like I was convinced that that's what this was like. This is going to fade. But it wasn't because he actually did something in me like not not just like a shift in my mind like there something happened in my body like I feel like there was like something he changed something chemically in my body that like because it's not something that where I had to try to not be angry or I had to convince myself okay Heather you're not going to be angry at everything today you're not going to be irritated at everything Mm -hmm. you're going to have a good day like I didn't have to talk myself like it was just it just, just happened was, like yeah. it yeah it just was well, and, and that's be, like that's what god does like yeah. when he comes in and truly changes you like it's not a momentary thing it's not something that fades like he it's like you, when you're healed from something you have a wound and it's healed like that wound once it's healed it doesn't like spontaneously bust back open yeah. like when he does a healing like it's it's like complete yeah well, and not long after you come home from Trace Diaz, then you, you auditioned for the worship team. Yeah, so whenever, uh, I, well, while I was at Trace Diaz, I, I don't remember what day it was, but I kind of had the thought, I'm like, 
I wonder if maybe I could audition for the worship team. Because I had been kind of thinking about that before I went. And then I went and I when I came home, I was like, yeah, I have I have to do that. Like I was feeling confident enough to do that. But I was still terrified because I was like, I, like I had been feeling a little less anxious, but the anxiety was still there. Yeah. And um, so I was like, I have to I have to reach out to Pastor Phil before I chicken out and and do it. And thankfully i didn't have to go audition in person (laughs) he was like yeah take a video of you singing and send it to me and so i did and i made the worship team and then i was like man he was just being nice putting me on the worship team because it was like three months or something or two months before i got scheduled yeah and um and so i was like he was just being nice put me on the worship team he doesn't actually want me on there because he's not scheduling me on there and then uh and then he scheduled me and it was I think it was December, it was like the 10th or something like that of last year was my first Sunday to sing. And it just so happened to be the weekend that my parents were coming down uh, for Eden's yep. play. And, and that um, was something your mom and dad, especially your dad, was always like, Yeah, so when are you going to join the worship team? Join? Well, and actually whenever I seen what date I got scheduled, I asked Terry, I was like, did you tell him to schedule me that weekend? Because I, I, we knew that my parents were coming down that weekend and I thought it would have been so cool if my first Sunday on the worship team, if they were able to be there in person to see it. And so I was like, no way did that just happen coincidentally. He had to have said something. And so I asked him, I was like, did you, did you tell Pastor Phil to schedule nope. me that weekend? And he was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, I think that's just God that's being God. like, he it's cares God. about the little things like that. Yeah. And I were like, that was such a sweet day too. Yeah. Like I had, I didn't tell my parents I had auditioned. I didn't tell my parents that I was on worship that weekend. I had to be at the church at like seven. And so I told them, I think I told them I was learning how to do some of the behind the scenes stuff. And so I had to be there early so they could show me how to do it. And my dad made a joke about, uh, well, that's not the worship team or something like that. (laughs) And so they got there that day and I come out on stage and I think you had to nudge them. Yeah, I had to point you out. Like point point me out. They weren't weren't expecting that at all. Yeah. And, And they were both just crying. Yeah, that was really cool. But what was more cool than that is that I walked out on the stage and I had zero nerves. Yeah. Like... Uh, two, I think it was two years prior to that, uh, we had been on stage doing a special thing for the church's birthday and they had several of us up on stage singing with, uh, like as a family, yeah, yeah, with the kids. So it was me and you and Eden and it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Like the entire time I was up there, my legs were shaking uncontrollably. I felt like I was going to pass out like it, I was dizzy. Yeah. It was horrible. And I, like I almost actually left church that day so that I didn't have to do that because I was terrified and it was the worst experience <laughs> ever. And so like having that experience as my last experience on stage, I didn't know what to expect the day that I went to to sing for the first time yeah. on worship. And I remember praying on the way to church because I was feeling a little nervous, not horrible, but I was like, you know, God, just take these nerves away. Um, but whenever I walked out on stage, like it was like, I was nervous until I got out there and then it just like faded away. away. And like, it was then I knew I was like, 
Like this is God. Like you cannot explain it by any other way because two years prior I was on that stage with other people. Like I wasn't standing by myself. You know, I was standing with you and Eden and I was terrified and dizzy and shaking uncontrollably. Like it was the worst experience. And to go from that to I'm not nervous at all. Like that can only be explained by God. That's God. It is God. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. And there's a whole lot more to it, um, but we are pretty much out of time. So mm-hmm. there's there's more things I want us to talk about uh, with what God's done in the last year and a half. Just a little bit of a teaser. Uh, we have always felt like our calling was marriages from the get-go, yeah. even in the very first year. Even when we didn't know what the crap, how is this ever going to work, we've always felt like there was a calling on our hearts from God for marriages. And I think it was December, maybe January, uh, Michael and Tina Bennett had approached us about a marriage ministry the church was fixing to start. And so I'd say next episode, we'll jump right in there and give you all a whole bunch more information about what God has done in the last year and a half yeah, and the restoration he's done and the uh, things he's doing now. I think it'd be pretty easy to get up to what he's doing now maybe maybe not (laughs) i don't know we we got a lot to talk about so but well thanks for joining us again and hopefully you're getting something out of this and hopefully you're enjoying it and getting some laughs just like we are and some encouragement i hope so so we will see y'all next time see you next time